Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network. The Portland game is the the one that I, I probably translate the, the most like how we want to play. We, we want to get up and down. We want to shoot threes. Um, obviously, kind of threes and, and the rim um, are the two things that we're, we're going to kind of emphasize, I guess. I think Coach said one of, one of those games, it might have been the Portland game or the last, but we broke a record or some record for threes and a half or threes or whatever it was. So, obviously, we've got a lot of guys that can, can shoot and shoot at a high level. So, you, you throw that in with Rudy and Fave on the rim. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty nice mix. So, yeah, I think... Um, I mean, the coach might change his mind, might, might say a different answer, but I think that kind of Portland style where we're getting up and down, we're getting stops. Um, obviously, defensively, I think it was a Minnesota game when they had 70 at the half. We're taking it out the basket a lot. It, it kind of junks up the way we want to play because we do want to get stops and, and run. So we need to be better at, obviously, on the defensive end and, and getting stops, getting the rebound and, and taking off. And um, if, it, if it happens, there's obviously going to be times in games that, that teams do score and, and might score heavily like that Minnesota game. We've, we've got to be really good at getting it in quick and, and same thing running down the floor and, and executing so yeah I think kind of to answer your question probably that that Portland game is probably the the best way that we that, that we want to play and that probably that we have so far not a surprise that uh, Joe Ingles would say that Gordon and uh, that was from earlier today because did that you? was by far Joe's best game what Gordon? Did, did, did you notice Joe has been here all year right he didn't go back to Australia but his his Australia accent seems as strong stronger now than it than it was. I thought it was fading on him a little bit, but, but I really noticed that there. Anyway, yeah, he wants, yeah, the Jazz what? wants to score. Didn't, don't you, didn't you hear that? What? No. <laughs> didn't you hear that? No, he, it sounds like Joe Ingles. What do you mean his accent is faded and now returned? Are, are you implying <laughs> that he's faking it? <laughs> No. Wow. No, is he no. is he going full uh, Hillary Baldwin on, on us? Is that no? That's not is what his I real name, to... Jose. What are you talking about? <laughs> play that. Just start to play that, no. and, and, and just start to play that again, just real quick. Just and, and he sounded very Australian. The that, that's... game is the the one that. I probably translate them the most like how we want to play. We, we it, want to get up and down. It sounds like Joe Ingles <laughs> yeah. because it is Joe Ingles who, and brace yourself here, is from Australia. <laughs> I understand that, but he sounded, it sounded. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Awesome. I'm not to the bottom of it. <laughs> I'm not saying that he was exclusive right here on the zone. <laughs> he just sounded more Australian there with the way he was talking. Wow. If you played that whole thing, I think most of our listeners would pick up on that. But uh, no, what, no, what he, I don't. No, I disagree. <laughs> I don't think the I don't think any other human uh, who heard that clip had that thought. All right. Now, wait, play it again. Austin. No, oh, it's no, not I mean, that good of a clip. No, it's not. But man, he was very down under. You know, the Portland game is the the one that I, I probably translate the the most like how we want to play. It, it, it sounds like Joe Ingles. No, it was the next sentence. The next couple of oh. sentences that really it really got there. This is know? the hill you're going to die on, huh? No, never mind. But uh, the, his point about the basketball, obviously, that's what the Jazz want to do, and that was the game where the Jazz looked the best. So yeah, they want to they want to get out and run. They want to shoot. And, and Joe, listen to your own talk here, man. Shoot the freaking ball. 
don't hesitate. Don't always look for a teammate. I mean, I, I, I like those. That's not passes. a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> now that, that's very Australian, but uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to go with the uh, with that one thing I tried to say that time, Austin. That backfired on no, me completely. Uh-uh, yeah. I'm not going to do that. As you're saying, Joe should shoot the ball more. Yeah, shoot the ball, man. Let it fly. No, I mean, he hesitates too much. They can shoot the ball more. But anyway, a point well made on his part, even though it was very Australian. And uh, I think that that Jazz are going to continue to try to do that. Uh, But teams are going to jam them, you know, just like Minnesota tried to do and did so successfully. (laughs) Covered a lot of ground there. (laughs) Covered a, a, a lot of ground. And we've we've talked about uh, uh, about huffing gasoline before the show. Uh, we've, had, we've had that conversation. We've, we've never uh, had that conversation. Wait, wait a second. You didn't notice that at all? No, no. But but here's the thing. Um, you, you're right. And I, I, before we were interrupted by the by the. <laughs> by the accent conversation. Uh, He was talking about that Portland game, and it's not surprising that he has that opinion because Portland, that game, as you you implied or or said, I've never done uh, drugs, was was by far his best game, not only scoring the basketball where he had 14 points, but he also had seven assists and five rebounds and was very good. And against Mm -hmm. Oklahoma City, there were a number of different things that he was he was not doing well, and against Minnesota too, for that matter. I mean, some just really uh, uncharacteristic, uh, bad turnovers. Uh, he had three in each of those games, and it, it, it wasn't the flow, and his defense uh, wasn't where it has been in the past. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm with you, uh, Joe needs to. to you know, when he says we there, and I get it, and you, you always say we, the collective or whatever, but uh, I think he's talking about his own game a little bit because, yeah, he needs to be more like Portland Joe and less like Oklahoma City Joe. And I'm, it, there, there was a, a big difference between the two, but they, they need him. I mean, that's, that's yeah. part of what we've been talking about ever since they put Derek Favors back in on this team is that that really bolsters your bench not only by adding – Derek favors to it, but also you're hoping to get a better version of Joe Ingles because they have that connection and they'll be going up against second unit, uh, you know, the team's uh, second unit. So um, in one game so far, we've really seen that. In the other two, it was it was lacking and part of the overall issue why those other two games were a little more clunky. I agree 100 percent. And sometimes when you're being unselfish all the time, your unselfishness can become selfishness in some twisted way because it hurts the team if he doesn't take that open shot. And sometimes he, I, I have no problem with a player uh, searching for his own shot sometimes. Uh, you know, and he's so, like you said, Jake, he's so important uh, off the bench with with those guys. His role, he is the quarterback of that group, and he needs to, but he, he has to not forget about himself. I, have, I you ever, have you ever been around somebody that was so unselfish that it almost became annoying after a while? Sometimes I'm annoyed by Joe's unselfishness uh, when I watch him play because he is capable of, of doing more uh, as from a scoring standpoint. And that bench needs him to do that. You don't want to count on Jordan Clarkson to do all the scoring. I mean, yeah, you can do it too. And it helps your team and it opens things up for your team. Jake, you got to admit, you have seen him pass up open shots too often. 
Well, yeah, but that's been true since he, he really got mm-hmm. to the club. I mean, yeah. we've been talking about that forever. I And I don't disagree with that take, by the way, because I agree with you. We've seen him pass up open threes. But it's, I, I I believe it's more than that. I, I you know, there, I think the seven assists really stand out to me in that uh, – in that uh, uh, Portland game because he wanted a different role, Gordon. uh, That uh, ultimately, and this is my opinion and and speculation, but all that fluctuation between the bench and starting, I think that a lot had to do with with what Joe Ingles' role on the team was. When he was playing really well, it's when he was stepping in for Mike Conley and he was initiating those pick and rolls and and they went on that big-time winning streak because that's Joe Ingles' game. And we've had this discussion before, but he can do the stand in the corner and shoot three thing when he's open, but that's not who he wants to be. And and so I think the the opportunity for him to be more than that is there on this team. He needs to grab it. And I think he grabbed it in the Portland game, but I think it was lacking in those other two. So I, I agree with you. He needs to pull the trigger and be aggressive, and that comes with aggressiveness. But he's got to be what you, you talked about right there, the, the skipper of that second unit. It might not be the most glamorous role, but it's one that I think he could really embrace and be good at. And if one night Jordan Clarkson is doing all the scoring, uh, scoring and he's setting that up, then awesome. And if another night the, the ball's not going down and he's got to can a couple of threes off the bounce, then he should be capable of that too. He says he doesn't care whether he starts or comes off the bench. Do you think he plays better as a starter? I No. See, I, I agree that I, it doesn't matter and it shouldn't matter. I think it's more about what he's being asked to do. Well, don't I? I've always gotten the impression that Quinn wants him to shoot. Yes, and that's why I'm saying I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that the yeah. the role there is about much more than shooting. Yeah, and he's good at a lot of different things. But it seems like when Joe starts a game off, well, whenever he enters the game, if he if he hits a couple shots early, it, it seems like that's when he has the big nights. And maybe that's not unique just to him. But when he hesitates and hesitates and then gets around to maybe shooting here or there, it just doesn't seem like he's as effective, even though he can uh, set his teammates up very nicely at times. But I think he can do both. Just take the open shot is what I'm saying, Jake. That, that, when you have it, go ahead and take it. And don't – I have seen him where he has passed up the open shot and passed the ball to a teammate who had a more difficult shot or to a teammate who was crowded, who then passed the ball to another teammate who had a more difficult shot than Joe's original. Yeah, and I've seen him do that too. But my point, look at the other two games. Minnesota, he had 10 points. He scored uh, He scored 10 points, but he had zero assists. Mm-hmm. And against Oklahoma City, he had four points, and he had three assists, which is obviously, you know, seven is a really great number of what he had against Portland. So I guess my more my criticism tends to, uh, yes, shoot more, but that's not entirely the problem. It's it's He disappeared in the Oklahoma City mm-hmm. game. So uh, I don't want to say essentially- he, Essentially, what you're saying is find a balance, but be but be forceful about it. Well, with the way the engaging way and filling that role with the second unit, the points and the assists should both come when yeah. he's being engaged and playing his game. The the uh-huh. the shots and all that 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 should all come because we should be seeing 
the epitome of Quinn Snyder's offense with the second unit, right? With the first unit, sometimes it breaks down and, and Donovan Mitchell's got to go one-on-one. But with the second unit, we should really see the flow. And I realize Jordan Clarkson sometimes does the ISO thing too, but, I mean, mm-hmm. we really should see the ball movement, the blender, all that stuff with the, with the second unit. And Joe thrives off of that. That's what I'm saying. His role can be so much more because – He's a, he's a more well-rounded basketball player, and they can take advantage of that when he's engaged in playing well, and that's what was missing in the Oklahoma City game. Right, right. And do you think that uh, – are you saying then essentially that part of the problem is that Jordan Clarkson can do so many things himself that Joe kind of gets hung out to dry? Maybe maybe that's an issue. Maybe they have to, to figure out a, a little bit better of a back and forth, but – um, I, I'm not sure, but some games he's got to avoid the all of a sudden the the where's Joe games. You know, Joe played yeah, 20 yeah. minutes against Oklahoma City, and you, you had to look at the box score to know he played. And that, sorry, I'm I don't mean to sound mean. I'm just overemphasizing to prove a point. Mm-hmm. But um, and that's on either side of the ball. You know, if he what was his biggest impact on the Oklahoma City series a couple of years ago when he took Paul George out of the series with his defense and his craftiness and the the head <laughs> games and all that? We all remember that series i mean that's the kind of joe the engaged um i mean the uh, what how do you describe it gordon the the vibe that joe puts mm-hmm. off when he's being sure. a pest and he's banging three pointers and looking at the bench and all that stuff that that's the type of that's the type of joe that we need to see more often anybody who's ever played basketball has probably experienced stretches where they just aren't in the game as much and sometimes it's to the benefit of the team and sometimes it's not but i you're you're right the people basketball players sometimes disappear a little bit or maybe that's too strong a word right they fade they fade away for a while it happens to the best of them you know but joe i, I agree with you completely joe needs to be involved in what's going on. And I get it. When Jordan Clarkson is doing his thing, nobody else is involved <laughs> because it's just sort of both his, his great talent and his curse. Uh, but, but, you know, where would the jazz be without that ability? It would, they would be, they're better off with it, obviously. So Joe needs to find a way to stay engaged. Even when, when JC is doing his thing. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe that's the you know kind of one of the short-term challenges we see Quinn Snyder kind of figure out as you know he's got a little bit of a, of a deeper rotation this year, uh, which he didn't mm-hmm. have last year. So that's something that uh, to keep an eye on for sure. We'll get to more jazz throughout the show. Stay tuned, uh, Gordon. We uh, got some BYU news uh, today. Uh, not unsurprising, but Brady Christensen has dec- declared himself eligible for the NFL draft. Uh, he announced on his Twitter, he thanked uh, BYU, said he had an amazing time. Always be a Cougar at heart, everything you'd expect to hear, but uh, going pro after his junior season. Yeah, he's he's. I think he's pretty prepared for an NFL career. Super highly thought of, All-American. Um, yeah, he, he, I don't think he's going to reach any level that's higher than where he's sitting right now, and that's always key, right? You want to strike when the iron's hot and it's hot 
Yeah, and I get that. I also understand at the same time the pull of, you know, you only are in college once and um, maybe he there's a big-time schedule next year. Maybe you'd want to come back and, you know, prove something or, or be a part of the team. I, I think sometimes uh, people undersell those things because I think there's value there too. But, yeah, absolutely, the lure of the NFL, uh, positioning yourself best for a, a profession uh, in professional football, I certainly understand all of that too. And that's why, you know, and I, I don't think fan backlash is what it once was, certainly for players leaving early. I think most of the time people – uh, people understand, and and maybe uh, gone are the times of like Keith Van Horn coming back for his senior year, um, but uh, I kind of understand both sides of it, and don't fault anybody for making the best decision for themselves. Yeah, I, I get the disappointment of fans because think about how good he might be next year. Oh right, you know? but but you don't see fans uh, uh, grouching about yeah. it like they used yeah. to, right? Yeah, I think that's true. The I think the understanding, you know, for the most part, I would guess that most BYU fans today are happy for Brady. You know, maybe yeah, a little right. they, they'll love to see him come back and, mm-hmm. and play for BYU again next year. But I think most fans out there are, are past the days of, you know, oh, he's dead to me. That kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I most of the guys that I've talked with who've gone on to the league, they they uh, many years later, they will say that the most fun they ever had playing football was in college. Right. You know, but. You know, unless you're going to certain schools, you're not making as much money. So if you're good enough, that's what these guys do. And and, and he mentioned this in his uh, in his message that he's had a dream of playing in the NFL. And if that's your dream and that's your emphasis and something tells me that most of these guys or many of these guys who are top level athletes, they spend more time on football than they do on school. You know, even when they're in school and that, that not everybody's that way, but a lot of these guys are. And if you're spending most of if your emphasis is on preparing to play football and you get an opportunity to play football, why wouldn't you do it? That's like majoring in business. And as a junior, getting a great offer from a terrific firm and, and saying, no, I'm not I'm not going to go yet. No, that's why you're in school is to give yourself an opportunity to, to like that. And and so and I understand there's value in a degree. Um, I'm not saying there isn't. Uh, but uh, and obviously NFL careers sometimes are spotty. You know, if you're lucky, you last a while. But if you're if you're if you're average. What is it, Jake? Three years? Yeah. I get it, Something though. Something like that. I mean, Gordon, I was making no money in college. I'd go back to college in a heartbeat. To not have a, to not have a care in the world and be able to do whatever. I mean, man, those are those are great years. See, I, Sometimes I, I, it's I view, not about I view the money. college. I view college a little differently than that. I, I didn't. I wasn't carefree in college. I thought. I thought, yeah, I had a great time, but I, I was busy studying too. You know, I mean, it's it's not like yeah, you don't have but pressure. there. But the point is, they're not real world pressures. I mean, it's it's totally different, right? I mean, it, trust me, I've I've learned that lesson over and over and over again since I became a parent. I mean, there's there's real life stuff out there, and when you're in college, you know, you know, yeah, I got to study, but it's not it's not the same. A college football player, especially a high level player. They're, they can relate to those people out there who hold down jobs, part-time jobs, while they're going to school. Uh, not a lot of free time, uh, a lot of work, and there is pressure because 
you know, if you're working, if you're putting yourself through school and you're working, then, yeah, you're not making top dollar usually. And you're still having to, you know, get those deadlines, those tests that you're going to take. You know, you got to you want to do the best you can. So you're you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. And, of course, (laughs) I mean, I guess if you go to the NFL, you're going to live with pressure all the time. Oh, it's it's much more the difference about uh, pro pro NFL. And and you're describing my college experience, Gordon. Mm -hmm. I worked the whole time I was there. I loved it. Making nothing. I mean, scraping together pennies to go, uh, you know, uh, buy a quarter pounder somewhere. But okay, was, so what made great. you love? Well, I'm curious to know what made you love it. What do you mean? It was that. It was that period of life. I'm not you're, questioning that you loved it. I'm just saying, what was it about it that was so good? I don't know. You're young. You're optimistic. You don't have um, a ton of real life responsibility. Like I said, you're. Uh, doing stuff because you love it and you're you're preparing for a future and you don't know what that's going to be and there's some excitement in that aspect and the building part of it and yeah i guess you know reading textbooks wasn't my favorite thing in the world but that was such (laughs) a small part of the entire experience do you love it more now than you did while you were going through it jake maybe maybe i don't know but i i wouldn't trade it for the world sounds to me like you were screwing around a lot because you know, Why would you think you... that? I did fine in school. What no, are you I'm talking just saying about? That, but engineering students, you know, they're... Uh, I, mean, I knew some engineering uh, students, and let me tell you, they knew how to have a good time. <laughs> 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 you know, I knew okay. some computer science majors that knew how to good they're time. They're really thirsty in college, huh? I knew, I knew some people that are now like, uh, like brain surgeons that had a really good time. <laughs> okay, but I, I think you may be smoothing some things over there are also uh difficult hurdles that need to be cleared i, I think you're broadcasting some regret that your college years were so lame no no i loved college i love college but it's it's not it's not this you make you it just told like us you never left the library no i don't and that you had that, pressures if, that, if that's if, that, if that's what i said i didn't mean it quite like that but for a lot of students they're under a lot of pressure And, uh, you know, you were carefree and happy and didn't have to worry about anything because you were like a broadcasting uh, major. See, I love it how you're just trying to put me down to win some sort of weird (laughs) argument about my fond memories. Like, I don't I don't understand what you're doing right now. I just just say I sympathize with a with a a college student who says, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to appreciate this a little bit more. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't get what you're arguing here. Oh, I love I loved college, too. I mean, it was a lot of fun, but it's also got that other side to it. And I can understand why a football player who is pouring so much effort into becoming a great football player would want to take advantage of it when some NFL team is saying, come hither, you know? I mean, yeah. Uh, I, and, and believe me, I mean, I encouraged all my kids to go to college, and they all went to college. Uh, and some of them had great experiences, and some of them uh, found it to be a little more difficult. But on the whole, I, I would encourage everybody who possibly can to go ahead and get that degree. Uh, but but if you if you're going to be offered millions of dollars to go do something else at some point, 
uh, I would probably encourage taking advantage of that kind of opportunity. And if you're going to make that kind of income, then you can go back and get that degree. I don't know how many people actually do that. How many pro football players who leave after their junior year actually go back and get the degree? I, I've never made a study of that. That'd be kind of interesting to find out. But uh, if that's important to you, yeah, then you'll have the means to do it if you want. Uh, we are live here at Homie. Find out what they can do for you, homie.com. We want to say thanks to our title sponsor. That, of course, is our friends at Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires. More coming up next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.